Uh, so, uh, what are you guys doing this week? I'm like, oh my god, what? September 30th, 2009. And this is Idle Thumbs 45, and I'm Chris Remo. And I'm Nick Brecken. And, and I'm Jake Rodkin. <laughs> and Nick's back. Hey. And Nick is back. I'm back. Oh, man. <laughs> like how confident. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. <clears throat> Idle Thumbs. Yep. Cool. Yeah. How yeah. was your vacation? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. I heard I, you went a few days without the video games. I did go a few a few days. Yeah. A, few, a couple. Possibly even without the internet. R- yeah. I, yeah. That was the best part. Nice. Um, Your iPhone ran out of batteries. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I didn't go. I didn't go very long without without video games because uh, I I went home for my mom's birthday. I actually gave her a Beatles rock band. Oh yeah, right. Uh, as a present, and that did was she, interesting. Did she play it? She did. Yeah. Well, did she's really good at video games, so she she picked it up. <laughs> did she but, win the game? But the then? hilarious thing, uh, no, she didn't win it yet. Um, but the hilarious thing was was watching my dad play because my dad just you know stopped playing video games at Doctor Mario. Uh, that's, that's pretty far. Well, compared yeah. To, compared to my parents, who I don't think I've ever touched a video game in their lives. Yeah, so, yeah, he he did okay for a little bit, but but it, you know, since then it's just been you know constant right. ridicule sure, and, and sure. you know shame right. uh, that that I play video games. So okay. it was it was fun to put like a plastic <laughs> yeah. guitar in his hands and, and right. sort of you know glance out of the corner of my eye at the expression on his face. Like I right. can't believe I was he mortified here. the entire yeah time? pretty much yeah. yeah he was just kind of confused at first. Then, then slowly, yes, shifting to mortification. Like, what am I doing? Like, right. if Why my friends saw this? me doing this, I right. would be, you know, ostracized. Yeah, more or less. Uh, no, he did okay though. He actually did pretty well, so it was fun. But your mom kicked his ass. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah. That's so. cool. Did you play with them? Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Man, video games. It's a great game. Yeah, that it was fun. It game. was actually it was you know it was cool to see that uh, that game does work with the older group. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Mission so, accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Well, we were talking like nobody on our friends list plays that damn game, so somebody must be playing it. That uh... I know that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Although there are, I mean, you know, to be fair, that is maybe not on my own friends list, but I don't know. I have seen more people from. I've heard a lot of people who are our age who are playing yeah. that game. It's yeah. no one we're friends with. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those guys. <clears throat> don't you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's cool, though. In much less heartwarming news, uh, Bioware released a Mass Effect 2 trailer. <laughs> makes me want to <laughs> die. Yeah. Or makes me want to not buy their games anyway. Right. I, uh, what are they doing they're, they're not. They're, not <laughs> they're, they're just not doing it with the trailers lately. No. Well, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, I think the mistake was when they allowed that new shit into Dragon Age, the, like, the new shit. Join. Because right. that is, I think, conta- started to slowly contaminate. Right, and then somebody every stepped on the new shit true, and tracked right. it into the once, Mass Effect room. Once, exactly. once it was the new shit, then uh, yeah, you you can't when the new shit's there. You can't bring you the can old never, shit back. Yeah, exactly. It's the just the smell spreads. sort of overwhelms. It's an the airborne contagion. Uh, <laughs> so this this Mass Effect two trailer. <laughs> this is like the the Bioware uh, 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 poo story, right? <laughs> the 
<laughs> the bathroom. Oh man, yes. was that the new shit? That's the new shit. That was the new shit that was dropped, and now it's just. Oh man! So the <laughs> nameless employee who yeah. dropped the Lincoln Log poo in the Bioware bathroom. I thought it was Zezchuk. No, I think Zezchuk was was entering as it happened, oh, okay. and the guy who was coming out, Had, he was like, "That wasn't me." Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. so uh, <laughs> that was where it all began. Yeah. I guess. And then it's like, oh, I got an idea for some a marketing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> So this, I don't know how to talk about it on a, on a, yeah, I know. On a podcast, just, but there's just this horrible. It was, it was a pretty unappealing trailer. Yeah, it made it made me have no desire to ever play Mass Effect Two. Yes, yeah, unless here. someone has to do some amazing qualifying for me for yeah. why I would wish to play that game now. Which is a shame because I was basically looking forward to Mass Effect Two. Yeah, and it, I mean, you know, it might still be a good game, but it's hard for me to. It's really difficult for me to get past how amazingly, amazingly unappealing and off-putting and almost sort of revolting. Should we describe what it was? was. Yeah, so basically there's this, there's this bald, like, cyborg lady. It turns out, mess with someone's head enough and you can turn a scared kid into an all-powerful bitch. Who has tattoos and stuff all over her body. Right. Some are to remember. Some are for kills. You know, good ones. And some are for because, hey, you. I guess I don't. I don't know if she's a cyborg or if she's some kind of like human test experiment. I mean, it's the either way. The it's standard the most cliche sci-fi cliche plot imaginable. Yeah, yeah. Her name is Subject Zero. Mm-hmm. It's like night, great one, nice one there. Yeah. And I guess she's some kind of military test experiment or something. I've been around, ran with gangs, joined a cult, kept the haircut. Enough. I still get warm feelings during a fight. And she basically just swears a lot and runs around. Kill you. And you know, like rapes Shepard apparently or something. This is just about sex. Maybe you should just f- say so. And and I I don't know. Switching a shotgun. And then the Shepard they show in this cutscene is of course the total douchebag version. Right. Right. Which is who's just all right. <clears throat> sounds like you're the kind of crazy bitch we could use on this force or whatever. She's dangerous. Powerful and extremely violent. Exactly what I'm looking for. I'll join your suicide squad. Think you can handle me? It's just the dark twist I was looking for in Mass Effect 2. Yeah, this is exactly what I needed in my video game. Um, At one point she asks, who's the badass biotic bitch now? Now who's the badass biotic bitch? Yeah. I don't think it's a good question. Who is it? Now, I mean, like, in particular. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it Shepard? Is it dun, Rex? Who <laughs> can say? I don't know. It's a good. It's a. You're good. gonna have to find out and play Mass Effect too. <laughs> right. You know, we're we're gonna ask some interesting questions. Uh, what does it mean to be human? Uh, what is what is life? Uh, well, who is the badass yeah. biotic bitch now? <laughs> when that when that trailer came out, I I follow Richard Cobbett, one of the one of those UK games journalists, and he he posted just saying, "Dear Subject Zero." Thank you for your application. Unfortunately, we decided to go in, a, in another less stupid direction. Yours, <laughs> Team Shepherd. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Because that trailer was like, it was sort of that she was trying to join up with the crew or whatever. And right. I guess yeah, she but, does. But, yeah, Shepard totally. And I mean, the version of Shepard in that trailer <laughs> was totally just like, yeah, I'm all over this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shepard. <laughs> <It's, laughs> I don't know. It was, it's just the, it was the whole older. thing. 
I honestly... (laughs) 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 Shepard the later years. Trying to quit. Uh, But, you know, like, the comment... I don't know. It's sort of been like a a one-two punch. You've got this and then a three-punch. You've got this. You've got the Dragon Age trailers, including the one recent one where you've just got this, like, elf lady or whatever who just... You've got your whole, her talking to your party, and all of you are just covered with blood, like spiders oh, yeah. all over. Nobody mentioned it's spiders just, all over you. Uh, blood spiters, oh, and it's just covered in blood and yeah. spiders. <laughs> it was a weird trailer, it was fucking crazy. Uh, but it was just, it was just <laughs> the most weird, ridiculous-looking thing. And then every trailer now has the seemingly the exact same animation of like sex that was used in massive oh i know i know where it's you know it's kind of a close-up shot and then the like either the male or the female sort of coming down panning around and it's right and it's like slow rotation around the arms and legs it seems like they took the exact same animation (laughs) we only had the guts to mocap sex one time (laughs) 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 it's just two dudes like That's why it's always so yeah. awkward looking. I yeah. was wondering. All uh, right. Like, <laughs> oh, none of the actors will do this. <laughs> put your arms around his neck. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. A little closer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the fucking worst. It's it's just unbelievable. I mean, I it really... Do, oh, and then that, of course, plus those just unbelievably revolting screenshots from uh, Dante's Inferno. Uh you know, separate developer, obviously, but I mean, you know, I mean, we talked about that already, I guess, right? What do video games come to? Well, well you know, mm. it is it is pretty gross. I mean, it's just like, is this real? This is really what you need to do. You just need to basically appeal to the most fucking vile, just g- disgusting, uh, just cynical, horrible. I mean, it's not all that. It's just like physically gross, but I just mean this. It's so ugly. It's so just trying to just. To get and then they fucking the God of War like guy ripping the other guy's head off in God of War three like what it, I feel like in the last few months I've just seen you're gonna go out and lobby this, for Schwarzenegger just, now I, yeah no shit like <laughs> it's I feel like it's just been the most unbelievable string of really really overtly unnecessarily yeah. grotesque no, imagery for no reason not just imagery I mean the dialogue that was a problem with last uh, last fall. Well, those games that didn't sell, they just, you know, they were missing that element. Oh, right. Yeah, there right. There just yeah. weren't lakes filled with semen. Right. Yeah. God. And and it's, you know, it's not just the visual stuff. Like, the Subject Zero Mass Effect 2. It was the internal uh, Dead Space postmortem. Was well, that, that had plenty of, sh- like, shooting limbs off there. I know, I but they, they didn't go to the lakes of semen. It wasn't gross they enough. Just, yeah, right. just gone yeah. for that. Why didn't the Dead Space 2, uh, the trip to Lake Semen? <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, what? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Pick up the camper. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's it's. I don't know. I'm finding it pretty unfortunate. I don't yeah. really understand. Like, why? It seems odd that all of a sudden someone is determined this is like a really important market that needs to be addressed or something. Like, I don't. I mean, Mass Effect One. I certainly had some. There was certainly some dialogue that wasn't the most spot on, but there was no fucking crazy like shitty version of tank girl running around saying who's the badass biotic bitch now you know what i mean it's yeah. like i can't it's very baffling to me it really just sounds like maybe some it's like that's the douche path just like maybe it branches <laughs> well, she's gonna exist no matter what though. I mean, maybe not i guess i mean in mass effect one maybe there maybe there's some nice girl on the other path <laughs> right project one 
<laughs> uh, we fixed her in this yeah. one. <laughs> we, <laughs> we look. We admit we Literally. fucked up. Sorry, with Project would, Zero. That would actually be amazing. We and are would, bad. And it would make it really morally fucking weird if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, that would. That would be, be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's just you know a nice lady, like, <laughs> Susan. That's weird too. <laughs> what? My name's Susan Green. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to join your party. Oh. Is it a tea party? <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that that horrible thing exists. I just, it's kind of bumming me out. I don't know. I feel like it's just been in a, in quick succession, and it's I don't know. Yeah. I guess they figure everyone who bought Mass Effect One is pretty much on board for Mass Effect right. Two, so they don't really need so to court have, that audience. Very might as well heavily. just have someone squeeze out a big poop onto your face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then make you eat it. Yeah. It also feels she like Bio- Bioware games and trailers at this point basically have a checklist. It's like, you've got to have profanity, you've got to have, like, a sex scene, you've got to have, like, th- I don't know, it's, it's, yep. this, it really feels like their idea of mature storytelling at this point is, like, these are the things, and you, you go, gotta like, have, like, the chugga jigga guitar up here. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really of, weird. It's it it like, seems like a very 1999 approach. It to, really does. Uh, yeah. To mature. It's definitely a, a, a like matter what, of what. Hopefully, the ads actually are like a skeleton in a bathtub full of blood holding a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Total like just '90s PC yeah. gaming yep, magazine, just like, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, like yeah. with a big slab of steak in his mouth or yep. something. Yep. <laughs> Going back to the roots, but I, they, they, I don't know. They're definitely falling into the sort of M for mature means mature trap, which is the fucking falsest trap. Uh, but I think that's where Bioware Rated seems M for to be. fuck boobs. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 We've pumped that stone dry. <laughs> In Mass Effect 2. In Mass Effect 2, yeah. Mass that's Effect actually a skill you can love. Pump, right, yeah, pumping the stone <laughs> dry. Yeah, it's a weird space slang term. In space, they talk about <laughs> pumping the stone. That actually sounds like a weird, like, a King's Quest game. Pumping the Stone? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Jane Jensen probably made something called Pumping the probably. Stone. There probably. There was Romancing the Stones. There, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping, romancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a gross topic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm fucking <laughs> Bioware. Yeah. Moving on. We'll play uh, that. I'll play Mass Effect 2. Will you? It looks way better than Mass Effect 1, which I haven't played, but I'm going to check out the sequel. Nice. Sequels are usually better. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. They sometimes mm-hmm. are, actually. Oh, they are in the case of ODST, I think. Seg! Oh, seg! Seg! Totally yeah. segged. No, I really... I, I finished OD, or ODST this week, and actually, I was playing it on Heroic when we talked last podcast, and I actually just started over at a certain point and did it on Legendary. And uh, Because fuck Heroic. Because fuck Heroic, yeah. And uh, I, beat it, I beat it on Saturday. And that game was really, really fun. I really liked it. I mean, part of it is just I really like the Halo combat, but I, I found it interesting in a way. Like, I've really? always... What's that? <laughs> yeah, well, Nick, you... Continue, continue. No, Nick is, Nick is wanna... a... No, no, no. No, that's fine. No, that's fair <laughs> enough. You don't like Halo. No, I mean, no, no, no. Oh, no. Well, I can, I can no, you hear... Don't, Are you, do you or don't? <laughs> I, thought you did, I thought you didn't. No, I, 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 I like Halo to a point. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always liked the combat a lot. I usually find... Well, it's evolved. It, it is evolved. But I, I usually... In Halo 2 and 3, anyway, I found the story pretty overbearing. Yeah. And uh, even Halo 1, I wasn't interested. I don't know. Halo 3, 30ST. Yeah. 
To me, the, 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 what I don't like about Halo games is the inconsistent nature of them. So often you hit a level that's just oh, god yeah. awful. That's absolutely true. And yeah. That's the point where I quit. Yeah. No, I think is, that's a completely fair. Is criticism. that the case in ODST or is it? Is it? There are a, a couple moments like that. It's a shorter. It's a much shorter campaign, and so it it feels almost like the sort of Half Life Two episode of the Halo world, mm. which I really like. I mean, it felt. I mean, ex- with the exception of the of the hub map you keep coming back to which which does get a little repetitive right it's it's a really dense game in terms of the actual missions themselves they're very they're quite varied since they're all flashbacks they can basically just set them wherever they want to in the service of the story or probably more accurately the service and the story of wherever they felt like setting this level right and um it means they can kind of do it like a just sort of greatest hits you know you've got the awesome like exterior level you've got the like close combat cramped thing just wherever they basically need it to happen yeah and you you very rarely ever run through that just cut and paste corridors i mean i don't remember ever being irritated by that in odst cool. which is a nice change for sure yeah um it's also just interesting you know like you you're playing as this guy who's much more vulnerable especially on legendary i mean legendary was really when i started to like the game a lot because it was when i had to actually start being f- pretty goddamn hardcore um you know i mean halo on, on legendary is not easy you know i mean it's People criticize Halo for being a simplistic shooter, but I, I fully disagree with that. I think it's probably the most improvisatory first-person shooter uh, from a single-player standpoint that that I know of sort of in, in the modern, you know, <clears throat> era of games that are relatively recent. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really Halo, and it's one of those games that you actually get into and you can really, you start getting into the flow of it. You can just pull off the most amazing things just in an amazing fluid string. Like of, what? Uh, well, there was one moment. This isn't quite that. This is more me just freaking out, but it was my favorite moment I've had in this game. Um, I was in this city and I was fighting two hunters, which are these big armored. Uh, you fight them very rarely. They're big, sort of almost walking, like alien tank creatures, and they they're they have very very small, uh, sort of um, Feet? chinks where you can actually get to them like a, like a, and shoot like them. A like a weak spot. <laughs> keep going in uh, in this area that 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 actually harms them and every other part of them is covered <clears> with <throat> shields and armor and shit and they are huge and so i was going through this building and i was trying to get up to like a higher vantage point so i could look down on them with a sniper rifle or something and i, I go through this building and i get out onto a balcony and as i'm right about to exit into this balcony i just kind of turn around and one of these fucking guys had been following me the whole way <laughs> making that. no sound at all and I completely crapped my pants and I screamed, <laughs> oh my God, like at, physically and, and just freaked out because this, I mean, especially on Legendary, those guys can potentially kill you in one hit. And he had just been f- stalking me silently through this building. And I just wildly threw a grenade and just jumped off the, out of the building, <laughs> off the balcony onto the down, like two stories onto the, the did ground. He, did he jump out after you? No, he, nothing happened. And I, and I looked around and I, and I was just terrified and I was, there was still another one of these guys somewhere else in this level walking around that I'd run away from. And I was just completely freaked out and I didn't know what to do. And then I, it took me a full minute to work up the courage to actually go back into that building and see if he was there. Cause I was so frightened <laughs> of fighting. You're just going to come around a corner and right. yeah, especially exactly. after you had just jumped off of multi-story. Right. Because building. my very first encounter with one of those guys in this game was that it was just coming around a corner and, and one of those guys being right there and me right. being like, Oh my God. So this was like a weird recurrence of that, but in a way creepier manner. And I must have, it was a sticky grenade, and I must have just, by complete luck, stuck it to the one, you know, like, right into his neck or, like, whatever exposed right. back section he has, because he was dead when I went back up there. 
and it was it was the most amazing moment. I mean, it was it's not the best example of of Halo sort of fluid gameplay, but it was a great example of the AI and just the overall right. systems that allow these things to take it's place. It's nice and rare that exactly. a game will actually let a guy follow you from outside all the way up into a building up to a balcony and then right. scare the yeah. shit out of you. And it, it nothing like that happened in my previous playthrough. I'd already gotten to that point in right. the game and uh it was completely a 100% different encounter. Um, that stuff is great. It's it's hard to describe examples of the more fluid stuff because it really is just completely on the fly. You know, what I mean, it's the kind of thing where you'll you'll take out a sniper rifle, snipe a guy off of a off of a uh, like a tank who's the gunner on the tank. You know, from there jump onto a passing alien vehicle, knock that guy off, shoot guys around them who have like railgun launchers, come up to the tank, jump onto the tank, throw a grenade inside it, jump off the tank, explodes. I mean, it's you know just things like that are regular occurrences in Halo and I just I've never had that experience in other games but to that extent but the thing I like about ODST is that it really makes you feel vulnerable in a way that the game acknowledges if you're playing as Master Chief on Legendary and other Halo games everyone still acts like you're invincible but you're fucking not cuz it's really hard uh, right. and but you the game still acts as if you're Master Chief this guy who is just the ultimate warrior who can take on anything right. and that's how everyone in the game acts too in this game when you recover your health or get your stamina back, your guy is very convincingly like recovering from that. I mean, he's he's breathing heavily. He's like panting. He's like, oh god, you know. He's, he kind of collects himself. Um, it echoes how I frequently feel in those situations as a player, in the way that the sort of stoic Master Chief never does. And it does make it more rewarding because you know, if you lose health, you're not getting that health back until you find. Health. An actual health pack, right. <laughs> and especially in the flashback sequences, that those are frequently few and far between. And it, it just, it over, the game really reinforces how vulnerable, uh, vulnerable you are in those situations in a way that when you do pull it off and when you do, like when you've died three times at a checkpoint and on your fourth time you go in there and you just pull off the most amazing string of like very low level tactical choices. I mean, Halo is a game where you're making a choice like on a split second basis. They're all very low level choices, but they all string together into a really cool thing. And when you finally pull that off and do something, it feels like you've really achieved it. And I, I, I feel like ODST just consistently set up those situations for you to knock down uh, in a really satisfying way. It's there were absolutely moments that just were frustrating to the point of of just you know, ridiculousness. There was one particular moment with vehicles on a highway that was just unbelievable. Um, and that, you know, Nick, that's to your point about inconsistency, that's the case. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I just thought this game was so well made. It really felt like they were learning from it, from their past experiences in the same way I felt Valve learned from Half-Life 2 that's with cool. the episodes. And I, it, it's just been super fun. It's just one of those things where it, it's so well done despite flaws you know i yeah. mean the story is kind of cheesy still there's even a moment with a male and a female character where they even have the fine fine like you know it, it's right. like the, how many goddamn times have you seen that stuff like that it's you know they're but they're trying to do something different with the story and the character and i really appreciate that and married to such strong gameplay uh, it's just a really good game people ask if it's worth 60 dollars. i don't know i paid 60 dollars for it i'm having fun cool yep and smoky saxophone. And smoky saxophone. God, nobody could tell that the music in last episode is from ODST. I got so many people ask me. They're it's all Resident like, Evil. Yeah, exactly. People <laughs> said Resident Evil. People said all kinds of things. They're like, oh, I know that music. Oh, what is it? I know. Oh, it. it's the Desert Temple from Link to the Past. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's from ODST, surprisingly, and uh, that's what it is. It's actually the particular track we used was Asphalt and Ablutions. 
Yeah, which is yeah. one of the music tracks from the Hub World. Right. Which when- is the only place you get Smoky Sacks, basically. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, speaking of music, I put up a song on the website. Uh, so that's there. Yeah, you should check it out. Yeah, People want good. a new song. It's not funny or anything, but... No, but it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's a weird, legitimate video game folk song. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. So that's on a website. It's got whistling. It does. <laughs> yes. it's, got, it's got some whistling. It does have that. Yep. yep. Cool. Sorry for going on about ODST again. Uh, <sighs> so what have you been up to, Nicholas Brecken? Um, I don't know. I I I played the the Left 4 Dead DLC today. Oh yeah, the Crash yeah. Course. Yeah. How is it? It's good. Yeah. Um, it's only two chapters, but the first one is really long. Oh really? So, uh, you know, that's cool. Yeah. It's really well made. Um, I think there were some things in there that I don't think were were in Left 4 Dead. I just little technical things like zombies running under trucks and things like that that mm-hmm. were really nice touches. It's it's an interesting level. It's made I think mostly for verses. There are a million different places where you can basically grief people. Yeah. They put like a thousand exploding barrels everywhere, like the, like the the gas tanks. They're just yeah. everywhere. Uh, and then also at the end of the first level, there's this hilarious um, gigantic like howitzer. Uh oh. And uh oh. <laughs> is this a turret sequence? No, 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 it's not a turret sequence. Oh, it's, okay. it's one of those moments where you just press a button to activate something in a horde. Oh, okay, but, okay. but in this case, uh it actually does something. So I was over uh, you know, near this gigantic uh wall and just kind Sweet. of laying, you know, laying traps and doing my wall thing, guy. jumping around, you know, like an yeah. idiot. Uh That's and what then you do. and then somebody just decided to press that button that fires the howitzer. And uh, blew my face off, and just like, <laughs> oh man! Oh, shit. And then it zombies was gross. like they modeled it and like, everything. The skin <laughs> was peeling. Yeah, so, so that you was were fun. standing against the test wall for this howitzer. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yep. You turn around and see it's pretty blurry, so you can't make it out. But if you had had high res textures on, it was actually a huge bullseye, right? <laughs> <laughs> do not obstruct. Yeah. Do not lay traps and do your shit right. here. Yep. So that's, yeah, that was good. That's cool. Did you get through the campaign? Did you finish it? Uh, I did, yeah. Nice. You were rescued? Um, yep. Congratulations. Does it, does it feel like a, you know, like a full-on good Left 4 Dead campaign? Well, it's it's a lot shorter. It's like a baby sure, right, but I mean, Like it's a, a full-on, well, but know, small. But I mean, the kind of thing people are going to want to regularly play, because I mean, I know shorter was their goal yeah. with this one to try to make it more manageable. Right. Well, it'll be in the rotation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think people will just play it like that. It's, it, it does, I, the it does ask, work effectively as a tease for Left 4 Dead 2, though. I mean, it, it, oh, really? Well, I mean, to me, it was like, oh, man, Left 4 Dead. This is really it's fun. It's still really when you fun. Play a, yeah. Well, when you play a mission that you haven't played before, oh, okay. to me, there, it's like, like... You could have five or four Right, exactly. Yeah, you This is a maybe stupid thing to say but i like that there's a shorter campaign because that means that i could play through it at work with friends at lunch well that was yeah, yeah that, I mean, was, that totally was something goal, that they yeah. were which is, yeah. which is nice because yeah. like at work we've been playing tf2 almost every day but right. i could see us actually switching over and playing that occasionally mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's very clearly made for verses so that's, that's cool. fun i guess my only question about does it feel like a good one is that i know that i usually am not that interested in playing like the farm level mm. or you know what i mean which whatever i don't remember the name yeah so does, are the you mean just are the contents of those two uh yeah. those two chapters I mean, it, is worth it, playing yeah does it feel like a really does it feel like a good one or can you not tell because it's still so new um, it just feels fun because it's new yeah i mean it, it's 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 not it doesn't have a whole a very distinctive uh mm. setting okay it, it's mostly you know buildings the, the first stage is just kind of like i guess no mercy uh-huh. uh where you're just uh walking through alleys and, and things like that but it, no there are some interesting uh, they did a good job uh giving you a lot of um just rooms that you can walk into which sounds yeah. stupid but no i but, like that in left for dead of just 
the little just sort of weird pockets yeah. off of hallways. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. There are a lot of those. Um, and it so makes that's it scary fun. as all hell to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you kind of want to go in them, dudes in those, but then yeah. there might just be a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff we played for left uh, from Left 4 Dead 2, like the uh, the hotel. When you yeah, you go through the the beat up old like yeah. 60s 70s hotel, yep. and it's just those gray hazy uh, noise laden rooms where the flashlight is just shitty enough to not right. let you know if there's right. a thousand guys in there. I love that. Yep. Oh man, I'm sorry. Really quick detour. I'm sorry. When you mentioned like just jumping around and just kind of running around the level, that really reminds me of when Jake was over here last week and he loaded up the. Uh, like built-in video recorder in Halo 3 ADST, the oh, same yeah. one, and I guess it by default. I never knew this did this, but it, I guess it by default just records yeah, record your your campaign whole playthrough. playthrough. And so Jake loaded up like the first level, and it basically was like five minutes of me just like running and jumping on top. Of, like, <laughs> I'm gonna jump things. on everything. I'm gonna see if I can <laughs> jump on this. I can. I'm gonna yeah. jump around on top of this for <laughs> and a while. Then putting it in like fast motion, it right, basically just, was just like this is yeah, like Benny the screen Hill is just shaking up and just, down like, pretty much the entire time. Me jumping onto these like two-inch little railings and like right. trying to climb up to things that might be what i do in video games a lot of the time yeah and it kept being like yeah can i jump over here and then i'd see you like maybe this thing around this corner i think i found a secret thing oh uh, i guess i didn't well i'm yeah. gonna jump back down and keep right. going yeah. oh i found another thing yeah it's yeah. pretty hilarious so way to go you thanks i think i wasn't <laughs> doing that in an online co-op left for dead game yeah anyway good so thing cool, yeah it's free on the pc right do you it know if it's is. come out on the 360 yet? It has. Cool. It's $7. All right. It was originally more than that, and people freaked out, wasn't it? Didn't that? Uh, yeah. It went up, and the price was, was higher than anticipated? Right. And then they immediately brought it down. Yeah. Oh, really? In this Over the course of today? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It was, I think it was, it was $10. Eight, it was 800 points when it first went up. Right. Yeah. Oh, and wow. then people said, ah, you wait, you said... Yeah, you said not that. Did they just keep going? Well, uh, wait a sec. Uh, hmm. I, I, I believe people said that it was yeah wrong, and then yeah. it was changed. True yeah. have. They should have kept going. We shouldn't. We should take a break. Yes. Yeah, we should. All right. Be right back. Switching to shotgun. I'm back. Nice. <laughs> like we're back. Idle Thumbs returns. Oh, man. After this. All right. Second break. Be back in a few minutes. Yeah. And we're back. Hey. Oh. oh uh, um, uh, yeah. To, to go on a completely different tack from... All of the games we were talking about before the break. Mm. Um, before we recorded the podcast, I loaded up uh, the Dave Gilbert adventure game, The Shiva. It's, I think, maybe his first commercial adventure game. Is that I think Jake? That's can you correct. confirm? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> to go in a completely different direction from anything we've ever done on Idle Thumbs before, classic style 2D adventure <laughs> right. games. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So yeah. this one's interesting, particularly interesting though, because it's a, it's an actual current, like a relatively recent game, mm-hmm. but made in the style. Of the older adventure games, yeah, but um, but I also say it's about Jews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that that is what's I mean, most interesting about it for sure yeah. is that it's it's about sort of Jewish culture, and you play a rabbi, hardcore rabbi. You play a fairly hardcore. He doesn't take rabbi. any yeah, shit. No, from he anybody. doesn't take any shit. Well, he can. He can. It's kind of up to you. He probably you can, should take some shit, or you you'll can, lose. Right. It's true. It's it's fascinating. Actually, you play a rabbi who, um, you you have your congregation in what is it the uh, Lower East Side of New York? Yeah, and. Uh, in Manhattan, obviously, and you're basically have this congregation that's dwindling. Nobody comes to your synagogue anymore, except Josh. Except Josh, your uh, cantor, and uh, basically, you give up. Like the the intro of the game is is you, this rabbi, Rabbi Stone. You basically give up on being a rabbi. You're fed up with it, and then at that moment, uh, police come to your come to your temple. And tell you this this former member of your congregation has been murdered, 
And then the game is basically you, Rabbi Stone, turn into P.I. Rabbi Stone. Yeah. And solve a murder mystery. Yep. And it's kind of awesome. Yeah, it is. It, I, it is kind of awesome. I think it's really cool. I don't really know much about Jewish culture or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't and the, either. Um, but, the, but I've learned a lot. <laughs> I've learned a lot. The game even comes with a like sheet right, of yes. like a dozen Jewish, yeah. like Yiddish Jewish terms. Jewish urban dictionary. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty great. Um, well, Why I mean, haven't I played this game? <laughs> you should play it. For, it's seriously it's, it's pretty like, good. interesting. And the cool thing about it, Nick and I were talking about this. I think I own it. Yeah, you should play it. Um, you... A huge part of the game is actually, remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about detective stuff, mm-hmm. detective games and how they never feel like you're being a detective because the game just kind of fills in the blanks for you all the time. A lot of this game really is actually about just like having conversations with people, names coming up, or you looking like essentially breaking into someone's like computer, reading their ledger, like their email, finding correspondence, and then you actually looking up yeah. names and places in your like hilarious Jewish database that you have back at your temple. Um, <laughs> yes, Ravnet, which is yeah, which fits better than it sounds like it does. But uh, it's, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But well, <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's 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 yeah, it's kind of like uh, Shadow Grounds. I mean, it's basically <laughs> it's it's basically you know your like little community phone book. But um, I actually had it was there was a moment in the game where I was playing. And, you know, all of a sudden, all of the, you've, you've played through all the intro stuff where you have all the conversations with the, the police officer and your, your cantor and everything, and you go through all this stuff. And then it's just like, well, time to start solving this mystery. And it was complete, it was sort of shocking for a second because I'm like, well, uh, what do I do? And I basically just went around and looked at my computer and found this search thing and was immediately like, oh God, what was the name of the murdered guy again? Yeah. Oh, crap. And and I I realized the game was not just going to fill all that stuff in for me. Yeah. And so at that moment, I I basically had to start actually writing things down. And I've got a piece of paper over near my computer that has a list of just names. You've got your detective's notebook going. Yeah, and it's awesome. I mean, some clues the game will fill in for you. Those are used to like initiate actually conversation. Dis- initiate conversation, yeah. right? So those are things that the the game doesn't want to turn into like a text parser conversation thing, right. which is never good. Um, rarely good, I should say. But um, so certain clues it fills in for you in your little clue book. But stuff you actually search for on the computer, you just have to type that in yourself. Um, and it really does make you feel like much more of an investigator. Yeah. Because the game proceeds basically at the pace it takes you to put these things together. I mean, it's things where you see initials in one place and then you see half of a name in another place and you actually have to realize, oh man, that's the same person. And that means that this person whose first name I didn't know must be this. Man, I've got to play this game. Yeah. yeah. It's, Jesus. it's really cool. It's done. I guess it's not involved in this game. <laughs> Although it's done in a really logical way too, I mean, it, they they keep the, the the dialogue minimal enough to where it's fairly obvious what you're supposed to be doing in a way that isn't as obvious in other adventure games. You know what I mean? Like, but there are ways you don't know necessarily what's going to happen. Like, if you find a name and you look it up, it's not like I need to find this specific thing. Like for this specific reason, it's just right. This guy corresponded with this person. Maybe I'll just put this in there and then go to that person's like location Mm -hmm. and see if they can tell me anything. I mean, it's it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really well done. And I had, uh, you can, you can have a rabbi duel. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. This is hysterical. This is one of the funniest things about this game. It's not a funny game in general, but there are some just sort of clever things. You know, it starts off with, you know, fairly somber little introductory text thing. And one of the things that mentions is, you know, why do rabbis always 
answer a question with a question and then throughout the course of the entire game you always you the game basically gives you tone of response instead of response it basically says you can have a you can give an honest answer you can give a direct answer you can give an evasive answer you can give a a flippant answer and then at the and there's usually three of these of various <laughs> ones of those and then at the bottom there's always the rabbinical answer and that always means just answer with a question and so when you first talk to another rabbi if you just constantly choose the rabbinical answer you guys basically just end up in this endless question it's like a recursive war. Uh, yeah uh, it's loop. hilarious yeah, yeah. Oh, that's quality and he eventually wins it because he's a way better rabbi than you are <laughs> your character is actually kind of a like a, he's a, a little bit of an asshole he is a bit of a dick yeah and it's nice <laughs> that it's nice that the game lets that happen but not you know not in a subject zero way where you're gonna right he doesn't kick any his, doors down yeah right it's not that well, that's no. in just, that's that's in the, uh, the shiva two <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right. exactly but no it's just your character who's done who's sort of done fairly specific things in the past. It's not like vague, dark past. It's like, oh, I guess I've now found out my character did this yeah. kind of assholeish thing that mm -hmm. I guess I could see someone in, in his position doing. Yeah. But you don't usually assign that to a video game protagonist. And it's, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but it's just, it's interesting. Yep. You know, it's, it's definitely a great example of a video game that actually tries to be about something that video games are never about, ever. Like, I don't know any other game that, has there's a character no, no no there's <laughs> and it's yeah. you know it's kind of too bad that that's the case because this actually plays like a game i mean it's it's an it adventure it's like it plays like a game no but a, a lot of adventure games don't you know what i mean a lot of adventure games really are just you click to the end you know i mean yeah. there are great adventure games that i love and we've certainly talked about them to great lengths on this podcast but i mean there are some that are better than others and this is not yeah, this a game actually has yeah uh things left up to your brain and right. also some systems it sounds right. like which is cool i mean you actually have to think about things more than you do in most games and it, but it's in an interesting way and it's not in a preposterous you know like honey on the cat hair makes a mustache way you know mm -hmm. it's 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 cool <laughs> like my like my mom always said <laughs> honey on the cat hair makes a mustache yep old jewish wisdom yeah i was gonna say that my mom is jane jensen but uh, oh, okay is she <laughs> no oh. but, it would be an amazing. Be cool. It would be an amazing, like cross stitched, uh, like home sweet home thing. That just, <laughs> <laughs> honey on, yeah. Uh, yeah, honey on cat hair makes a mustache. Yeah, honey on the cat on hair. the cat hair. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be an axiom. Yeah. I don't know, Nick. Any other thoughts? I, I kind of exhausted it. I don't know. No, I, I, I well, I, what I, the other thing, I, you know, I think might appeal to people is that it's, it, it seems to be a fairly decent length. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's not. You could, uh, yeah. It's not telltale length, is that? <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no. Means, I, I mean, it's, it's shorter. Short. I, I, oh, it's short. Yeah, it's, not like it's very, it's approachable. This, this crazy it's approachable. game that's going to take you forever. Yeah, it's approachable, and I, I think that works well with the story that they're telling. Things happen that are fairly significant early on that, that keep your interest, and I, I, I liked yeah. the pacing of it. I thought it was well done. So, and you you can lose your game for just for basically completely yeah, screwing can. up in a conversation. I mean, yeah, um, it's. You know, some people don't like that in adventure games. I thought it was fine in this game. It sort of just it reinforces it that, particularly as a rabbi, it does auto your words save, matter. So, does it? Yeah, yeah. There was an autosave. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay. So I, yeah, I think you could minimize the impact of that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's the, the Sierra factor can be lessened if you wish. Right. <laughs> but Nick, you made a really interesting point, um, which is that a lot of the way to sort of be successful in conversation in this game is not necessarily to say the thing that's most accurate, mm -hmm. but to say the thing that the person wants to hear. Right. And that that is a really interesting statement about just sort of a reflection on religion and yeah, the theme they, of this game. Yeah, he's, he's clearly saying some things with this game, which is yeah. cool. 
And, you know, the the idea is you're playing this rabbi who's having a crisis of faith, essentially, or if not necessarily a crisis of faith, a crisis of sort of vocation, if nothing else. And uh, it's interesting that the game contextually reflects on that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for all the flack adventure games take about being totally deterministic, this one does some really interesting things with, with letting what you do letting what you do and how you do it and the results of that imply something about the character or other characters or, or just sort of your character's place in the world in these characters' lives. It's, it's interesting. I may, maybe I'm building it up too much. No, I mean, but, I, I don't think the game does it in a, in a heavy-handed way. I mean, right. I think it's, it's fairly uh, subtle. It's so, subtle, I mean, it's, yeah. It's nice. It's it, there for you. It's there, you yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not going to get a puzzle about that. Right. You know, I'm like, no one's going to ask you. Well, maybe later, but I don't, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's going to be a multiple-choice question. Yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting. And there were even some cool, uh, Nick, you pointed out, you, you, it seemed to you that as you were be, as you were sort of becoming more successful in the situation, mm. it was being reflected by the physical uh like distance between yeah these two characters yeah you're having a conversation with a woman and it seemed like every time that you said something that she hated you for she uh you slowly you, pushed you a little closer yeah to the door. yeah he would just kind of like yeah. walk backwards and recoil uh yeah. and at a certain point you lost i don't know if that was uh based on the you know right. if, the, if, it, if the, it was representing your it's like the the insult sword fighting uh visual representation yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It was it was cool. It's yeah. an interest. It's a very interesting game, and I for anyone who has any interest in adventure games at all, or, or just games about topics that aren't having a battle or like being a hero that kills things. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, you Sweet. should check it out. Yep, that's Dave Gilbert. Uh, his his uh, company's Wadget Eye Games. W a d j e t games. E y e games. Oh right, yeah. Wadget Eye, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> Or you can just search for the Shiva, which is S H I V A H, and it's a video game. You can buy it. It was free. It was free this weekend, which is why I, I on, uh, which is why I picked it up shamefully. Had not played it until until that point, but um, I would I would buy it now. I might just send the guys some dollars via PayPal or buy a thing. Well, you should just buy the first uh, Blackwell game, which yeah. is his other series. Yeah, I've heard those are mm. those. I've heard those get increasingly good too. Yeah. Um. So there's that. That happened. We played it. Yeah. That kind of classic collaborative adventure yeah. playthrough. Right. We don't need to talk about that too much, but it is by far the best way to play an adventure game. Yeah, it is. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, you played some Majesty. I did. Yeah. I, I have a lot less to say about this because I've played it the least mm. out of, well, I mean, I guess I've played it more than the Shiva, but I have less of a handle on it than I do that game. Um now the full title of this game, what Majesty Two, the Fantasy Kingdom, the Fantasy Sim. Kingdom Sim, yes. I mean, Majesty One Which, was also subtitled the Fantasy Kingdom Sim, right? Well, right, yeah. Uh, and I, I looked at screenshots of this game, and it was not what I imagined from the Fantasy Kingdom. Sim. Oh yeah, what did you imagine? And what did it I look don't like? know, like some kind of castle building, because that's my oh, okay. fantasy of right. running a kingdom. <laughs> I guess <laughs> so you were taking fantasy in a different way. Yeah, you know, you, you meant like Nick Brecken's uh, my personal fantasy of, fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> Castle building. Right. No, this is uh, elves and stuff. Subject zero tramps into your <laughs> fantasy. What are you doing here? Switching a shotgun. Yeah. Ruining my fantasy. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it's it's a weird game. It's a really interesting game, and I wish I was enjoying it more <laughs> um, because I love the core concept. I didn't play Majesty What is the one. core concept? I the mean, core what, what? concept is basically... Majesty. You, oh, okay. You have all these heroes that roam around the map and and you know kill things or do your quests and you know all the just objectives you've got to do in a map. They're the ones who do it, but you don't have direct control over any of them. You can only influence them to do things by offering up monetary rewards 
for exploring this point or attacking this monster or defending this thing or patrolling here or whatever. There are all these different flags you can place on the map and each flag represents an action. And then you can assign like a gold, like a, you know, however many hundreds of gold to that flag. And the, the more gold you pay for this task to be completed, the more likely a hero and the higher you go, the more likely a higher level hero is. So you are actually- literally the king who's placing the bounty. Right. Uh, no. Exactly. It's actually a much more accurate representation of what you'd be doing if you were this theoretical fantasy king. Right. Um, oh, it's, yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. It can also be amazingly frustrating because sometimes you do just want to say, look, just fucking go kill that guy. Why don't you just go do it? I'm giving you so much money. I'm like bankrupt, right? Because, you know, the game stops you from gaming the system by doing things like putting an exploration flag, assigning tons of money to it, and then canceling the bounty right before he gets there, even after he's basically explored up to that point anyway. You can't okay. do that because as soon as you place the bounty down, the money's already gone mm. from your from your treasury. So y- you you basically have to be pretty strategic about it. So there's just a pot of gold waiting at that cave. It's just it just <laughs> happens automatically when they it, I mean it's just once you gnome puts a pot of gold yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> once you put the marker down, the gold is gone and you can't do anything about it. It's just gone. Um, it's, it's hard. Like, it's really hard because your, your, your kingdom is immediately in, in, in many, in most of the levels, just under attack by roving skeletons and animals and shit who also come up to you. Classic. Yeah, I know, exactly. And you've, you've got to build guard towers to stop them or have your, your heroes defend. And it's just, it's difficult, you know? And it's, it's, it's. Who makes this game? Um, well, the original game, I don't remember the developer, the, IP was bought a few years ago by Paradox. Mm. The, uh, the they, <laughs> mm-hmm. they <laughs> Nick had a knowing smile there. Yeah, I yeah. mean they they make like all the crazy hardcore yeah. history sims like U- Europa Universalis and Victoria and yeah, Hearts like of the, Iron, right? But they didn't make this game. They they bought the IP, then they gave it to uh, Russian developer Anoko, which I guess is a subsidiary of One C to develop. Okay, um, it does. It sounds like the the Russian take on uh, a fantasy world. What could we do? Right. To, to make it possibly, uh, yeah, make this as complicated as uh, as we can. Yeah, it's not complicated though. I mean, it's you know, all you're really doing is setting markers around and then building buildings. Um, it's it's not that complicated. It's just you've got to be really exact. You know what I mean? Like you've got to you've you've got to build your shit up pretty quickly in the right order to make sure your town has defenses and you haven't bankrupted yourself. Mm. You know, there aren't very ma- there aren't very many things you have direct control over, but it's just the game is demanding, you know, it's just got a steep learning curve is really all there is to it. And you love it? I I kind of don't because it's just in this game is just harder for me. You know, like it's it's just it's difficult and I didn't play, I didn't play the first one, maybe that's part of it. Um but it's a tough game. Um, but I, I love the core concept. I find it really intriguing. You know, the idea that you're basically just like trying to manage this economy the best you can in this way that you're essentially like having these heroes bid on projects and you're sort of just, it's, it's a cool idea for a game and I like it, but God damn, it gets tough. I know there's demo out there so people can check it out. Uh, if you know, to that extent, go to a (laughs) demo.com. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Really, I don't know. I, I it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't oh. know. Want to do some reader mail? Sure. I heard you played a game. 
I yeah. did. Nick played some sort of game yesterday. And he it might not have been a game. It, was. it might not even have been a game. Uh, yeah. We went through like I every just system imaginable <laughs> trying to figure out. I was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're never going to know. We should read it no. right now. No. Well, we think it might have been a PS3 downloadable game. Yeah. We sort of narrowed it down to. Or a magazine. Or a magazine, <laughs> right. We don't. Was it Core? Was it the sweet, stony it PlayStation could have been exclusive? I don't know. Uh, magazine, uh, the table tennis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've driven a car. <laughs> I walked to the store. <laughs> All right, so uh, reader mail, I guess. Let's see. Jake marked some stuff in here, so if these are bad. You can blame him. <laughs> um, Doug Tobacco. We know that guy. He does our awesome website programming. Uh, and he's a cool dude. He says, on Scribblenauts, just wanted to add something about Scribblenauts having pretty limited interaction options. The very first level I played asked you to give each of the guys a screen, each of the guys on screen a tool they might use. One of them was a fireman, so I thought, clearly he would use an axe. I created an axe, picked it up, and then tapped the fireman. I then watched in surprise and horror as Maxwell started hacking away at the defenseless fireman. I have to say, I feel pretty bad that my first act in this game was accidentally murdering a fireman with his own axe. Can't help but feel that says something about the game. Doug. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say that sort of thing about scribble knots. Yeah, you, just, I meant to hand a guy a thing, and then I murdered right. him horribly. <laughs> it's hard to hand stuff to people. You basically have to drag it to that person directly, as opposed to dragging it onto you, then giving it to them. Right? Did you? Did I send you the video, or did you see the one that was linked on Offworld of the people I don't who think so. figured out that with a combination of handcuffs and uh, either a vending machine or a basket? You can just get the what the what the hell is the star thing called in that starite? game? Starite. Yeah, you can just get a starite all the time. Like they just drag it over there, handcuff uh, the starite, or you know they uh, connect it to the handcuffs, and then they connect the other end of the handcuffs to the vending machine and say like fill up, <laughs> and it just goes sucks it in, and then you just drag the the vending machine oh, to your guy and choose vend, and then it just hands you the starite. That's and you can hilarious. Beat, you can beat the entire game like that, which is what the penny arcade comic was joking about this week too. Or yeah, it's like, I tried that though, just typing you can't in starite. Just type starite, but I mean, well, you, it gives you one, but it's not the one you need to beat the level right so but yeah you can just apparently type like h cuff and v machine and get those <laughs> and if the vending machine is too big you can just use a basket that's hilarious <laughs> so there's a video on youtube of someone just uh, just plowing through a bunch of uh, a bunch of levels with that nick just <laughs> nick just looked like he had a revelation did you remember your game oh shit oh man read another one it's coming oh my god <laughs> reader mail it fuels my brain it, <laughs> it sets the gears turning <laughs> i'll remember video games soon metal gear uh, Colin King Bailey writes I'm writing as I listen to your show Can you tell Indians pronounce it idli rather than idly Okay so he's referring to oh, yes. <laughs> The item That Steve created again in Scribblenauts um, It's kind of like a biscuit Go try one Any South Indian restaurant as in a dosa place should have them You can eat them with sambar or other saucy stuff Don't eat one plain It'd be like a wetter unleavened biscuit without any butter There's dosa on Valencia right around 18th or so on the corner there. All right. So this is for the San Francisco thumbs. Um, Maybe 20th, maybe Guerrero. Maybe. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. I've been to Dosa. It's a great, it's a really good restaurant. Um, If you live in San Francisco, go there. I guess you can get an Italy there. Maybe I will next time. Also, Colin apparently wrote us an email about masturbation that we didn't read. Oh. (laughs) I only said that because the previous email from him was saying, you didn't read my email about masturbation. Hey, you didn't read my masturbation email on air. Did you receive it? You know what your website needs? An automatic confirmation email. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess I didn't read that one. We get, we actually probably only read about 10 to 20% of the email we get. Um, and it's we don't screen it very well. It's it's We just get way too much to read. Um, I figured you'd read the one that included mention of masturbation. Of course. We'd, we'd like you to keep sending it, though, because maybe we'll read yours. Um, 
Let's see what else do we have in here. Dogby writes, I only just realized that the intro song started with Idle Thumbs before the whole video games, video games, video games part, since you played the Idle Thumbs sound by itself a few times. I always thought it was I don't love games, video games, etc. That was always really confusing. I can't tell you how many episodes I listened to where I was trying to figure out why you didn't love video games, or what that even meant. Why would someone declare that in their intro? Anyway, keep up the good work, never stop podcasting. Um... That's, well, a, that's a tough one to mistake when yeah. the name of the podcast is the first two words of the podcast. Yeah. But this is I I don't love 45. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't love games. Come on now. Video games, video games, video games. Uh, Mike, Mike Mariano from the forums, he says, writes, Dear Chris, Jake, and Nick, I bought The Secret of Monkey Island for the iPhone and it was half off. In iTunes, this game is listed with a shortened version of its name as well as its application category. So it shows up like so, as screen in the attached picture. The Secret of... dot 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 games <laughs> therefore i would like to ask you what is the secret of games if anyone can find out it's you three mike um the secret of games is probably video games cross-reference that question with who's the badass biotic bitch now and then you will know i don't know jake wanted me to read that email i, I just like i just like that someone asked what is the secret of games yeah, yeah. Uh, what is or, game and, and the, yeah also what we is, like to say what is game what is game yeah um nick I don't know. What is game that you played? I know. (laughs) You marked some sort of emails earlier as well. Oh, yeah. There was actually an interesting email I wanted to read. Um, And Majesty reminded me of it because Majesty has kind of an an economic tilt to it. Um, Someone someone wrote us an email like two months ago about Age of uh, Dawn of Discovery that I kept meaning to read. And we went through this period where we kept delaying all of our reader mail. It's it's pretty old. I have to scroll back to get it. But uh, here we go. Um, Simon Van Alphen writes, you gotta have spice. A well-educated reader mail, he asks, proposing Dawn of Discovery, an abstraction of culture 500 years ago, could be a comment or representation of the current one? Please. Not to mention the age of the game predates colonization of the Americas. And the the suggestion that Europe is a single cultural and economic bloc like the US, good grief. Or that there's still such a thing as the Anglo-Saxon after they were conquered in turn by the Danish, French, and even the Dutch. Best to just leave the politics out of the podcast, eh? Also, SimCity is an accurate representation of the American model that American cities should be a shining example of public transport and mass transit if there's such a strong environmental balance preference towards that in the design of the game that roads quickly became impossible. Kind regards to the host. The issue is with the user mail, not you guys, Simon. I don't know. I, I, I disagree with this. I, I, Simon, I understand where you're coming from, but I think you, you interpreted what we said incorrectly. He's talking about the reader mail, not us. Well, sure, but I think we basically <laughs> said this too, right? I mean, yeah, we had this discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Dawn of Dis- it, it was less that we were saying Dawn of Discovery was specifically representing how things were in the Americas versus Europe in 1404. It was more the developers who are right. making this game yes. now yeah. have... Specific influence. Have, right, some yeah. kind of vague influence by by what sort of well, yeah, specific to them, to their economical experience. systems are yeah. more common in their region rather than, than this one. I, I wasn't making a political statement about which is superior or anything at, at all. Also, I, I got here on a hover train. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, but I, I, I think there absolutely are differences between, uh, between these systems. And I think, I think that there can be some vague, you know, some general uh, distinctions painted between something like Dawn of Discovery and between something like Civilization or, or SimCity or what have you. I mean, mm-hmm. those games do operate through economic models in different ways. And uh, I, I think there's something interesting. I, I mean, I think I'm interested in games that reflect that kind of thing, even if they're not that overt or that deliberate. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
it's been too long. It's sadly because I just forgot to read this for so long. It's been kind of long enough since we originally yeah, discussed this to, to, to get uh, really specific. Someone will tell us why we're wrong again. And yeah, we'll, I know. We'll that's true. Hear a recording of ourselves saying, well, I think it's just like the Anglo Saxons in 1404. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, the Anglo Saxons. Yeah, I, I was using Anglo Saxon in a very, in a much more incorrect, like, in the sense right. of like white Anglo Saxon Protestant. I was mm-hmm. using it in the, in the sort of general, like, uh, cultural sense, as opposed to specifically the Angles and the Saxons, who you know were once tribes and right. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's not what I meant. Um, but yeah, so that you know, I don't know. I wanted to get that get that out of the way. Um, Clear our conscience. Yeah, I know. Well, because I, you know, I didn't want the guy to think that we just weren't reading it because we didn't right, want to yeah, address no, criticism. Sure. That well, I, I like we when people to send us and then say you're wrong and move on to the next. <laughs> yeah. No, we we probably don't get enough emails like that where we're challenged on specific things. No, now that's, that's all that's we'll get fun. for a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Wizard bird noise. Right. Uh, let's see here. Um, I don't have anything else marked. Let's find something. I'm looking. Come on. Dig yeah. the bag. Pull it up by the roots. Brian Cyborg writes, Hey guys, this was a great email. So am I the only <laughs> am I the only one who couldn't get against all odds by Phil Collins out of his head after Idle Thumbs episode forty four, Salacious Thumb for the week of last month? Of last week? The week of last week? Was that on purpose or am I just a sad man from the eighties? Thanks for blasting me in the ears, Brian Cyborg. Uh, You're a cyborg. For what sure. the hell happened last week? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick was in a like a time vortex. Yeah, he doesn't know. No, Jake, could you could you get Phil Collins out of your head? He never entered my head. Oh, okay. You know who's in my head right now? Brother Man Bill. Oh man, Brother <laughs> Man Jesus Bill. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, Steve Gaynor, uh, you know, hot scoops as you know, pointed his Twitter followers, including me, a couple weeks ago now, I guess. Onto this, uh, this like local Staten area, super ultra indie musician, yeah, uh, named Terrible Tim, who is one of those guys who's just basically been a kind of semi well known local figure for seemingly 15 years now or so since like the mid 90s. And he's got this song, one of his songs called Brother Man Bill, that's just I, I'm obsessed with this stupid song. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I bought this guy's album off of cdbaby.com <laughs> and I, I got it today. Um, most of the songs are not that great, yeah. but that one's great. There are a couple other good ones. Marvin Weinberg is great. It's basically just he dumps on this guy, Marvin Weinberg, for like three <laughs> minutes and there's a, a kazoo solo. Marvin Weinberg is retarded. You are retarded as retarded I don't know what to say about this man, but it's hilarious. No, yeah. Yeah, I was playing Left 4 Dead as Bill and could not uh, <laughs> could not get that song out of my head. Yeah, so uh, that happened. Brother Man Bill with the pills. Yeah. Brother Man Brother Man Bill is the brother man with the brother man Bill skills. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. a fact, in fact, a line. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else marked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's too hard to go through in, in real time. Yeah. Should we take a break or should we wrap it up? We could, we could just call it a day. All right. Call it a cast. Get some wizard on in there afterwards. Yeah. Nick, you didn't think of your game ever. Far Cry 2! <laughs> <laughs> what? 
This is the Idle Thumbs Masterclass for September 30th, 2009. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. All right. So we're going to read a couple emails here. Involving uh, the masters. The masters. Yes. All masters only. So Brett Emerald writes, as a kid, I played Blaster Master. I don't know if you guys have, but when you make it to the boss room, a crazy, a crazy klaxon style alarm goes off. I have no idea why, but I had to immediately run out of the room whenever it happened. <laughs> Maybe I thought it was a warning the TV was going to explode. As a side note, not that it was a great game, but how one, how come no one ever mentions Blaster Master as part of the Metroidvania genre equation? Maybe you could play a Blastervania or a Castle Master. Uh, Brent. Nick, are you okay? Nick is, Nick is dying right now. In addition, to the, in addition to the Castroid, you could also play a, right. a, a, yeah. a Blastroid. Yeah, right. Castle Blaster. Roid. Blastervania. Vania Blaster. All right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, Nick is exploding yeah. here. Yeah. All right. So that's that's one master email knocked down. And here's a second one. This is this is from uh, my friend Colin, who I went to high school with. Um, he writes. It's weird that your high school buddy is sharing this with you. I, <laughs> I know. This, yeah, is, this is the kind I, of guy. Uh, that this guy yeah. is. No, he. It's him. Um, and he sent this to questions at Thumbs. This was sent to questions at Thumbs, and then we got a follow up from him saying, "Why didn't you read my masturbation email?" Right. Well, we're doing it now. Buddy, so it was forwarded from Confessions at Idle Thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, yeah, <clears throat> dear Idle Thumbs. I'm totally bummed that I missed the request for video game dreams. May I share one with you belatedly? Uh, when fine. Yes, you may. When it was new, I played so much Perfect Dark that I started playing it in my dreams. Not too surprising, right? Happens to everyone, right? Well, problems arose when Perfect Dark started popping into my head while masturbating. <laughs> I'm not saying I used to fantasize about Joanna Dark. I'm saying while trying to maintain an erotic image in my mind, Perfect Dark gameplay would invade my fantasy, <laughs> ruining my orgasm. <laughs> Wait, so that so it was a ruining. It wasn't even for the, whatever reason. Object G5 because... building was particularly prevalent. <laughs> what? what? I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I didn't play Perfect Dark. I didn't either. Um, yeah. P.S. Uh, he doesn't like the uh, new big white box on the blog, and uh, <laughs> man, the email address is no longer on the front page. It's true. Both of those things are Jake's fault. By I know. The way. I fucked those up. Uh, P.P.S. Remember that time we figured out you could do the Paris Metro by jumping over the motion sensors that trip the security doors? Yes, I do remember that, and I remember the time I was caught in them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you get arrested? No, it was just really embarrassing. <laughs> nice. Which is surely why this was in there. So yeah. there's a story about perfect dark. <laughs> Well, and I'm really glad that you sent that in, Colin. Thanks. That's a story. Yes. <laughs> uh, we should at some point talk about Dreamcast 2. Rabbi Stone would not approve of this uh, master class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. There was a game that I played, like, yesterday, <laughs> and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> was it on Steam? No, uh, yeah, I think it was. If you looked at a list of Steam games, would you... Ah. If we looked up your profile and saw your oh, recent yeah. played oh, games... It wasn't, it wasn't, no, it wasn't uh, Steam. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Was it live? I can look on your live You know what, I'm going to remember it, like, at the end of this podcast. Was it, it was PCDL, unfortunately. Yeah, what? You don't know what system was on? Was it NES? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. I can't All remember. Right. You're a waste, Nick. I'm a waste. I don't know. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I am was a son a of a bitch. Game? Was it Loom? <laughs> was it Tetris? Was it Shenmue? Was it. 
Mastermind. Was it Shade Empire? Ah, fuck it, let's go. Come on! No, I can't so remember. Come on, it has to be one I of those. I'm retarded. I am. I am. God. <laughs> but I mean, Streets of Rage. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, nice one. Good job. No, it was Battletoads. Oh, Versus okay. Double Dragon. <laughs> um, Wait, you seriously can't remember the system you played it on? No. You just don't want to talk about it. No, 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 no. I seriously. <laughs> God damn it. So you, didn't, so you played it on PC, or you played it... You played it on a console? Fuck. Did you play any consoles yet? Was it was it on a Game Boy? Were you playing game were you playing was it on Nintendo? On boy? <laughs> was I playing Nintendo? Playing <laughs> <C-Man>? <laughs> it was on a VMU. I don't know. Oh, God, Let's just go. Oh, I know. It was a Wonder Swan. Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk. I'll remember was it like Atari Lynx. It'll be in the second Virtual segment. Virtual Boy. Was it on your iPhone, your smartphone? <laughs> No. FM Towns. Was it a like Tiger handheld LCD game? <laughs> yeah, was it some sort of Formula One uh, LCD? Was it a Wonder Swan? I already said Wonder Swan. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Was it? <laughs> no. No. <sighs> was it on Linux? <laughs> was it? Was it a? Was it a? Did you dual game boot? on Virgin America? I know you fly Virgin America. I didn't fly Virgin. What? No, they don't fly to Detroit. Oh right. They used to have Super Nintendos on there. Then they replaced it with a really low frame rate web browser. <laughs> really? How long do they have? Like Virgin, SNES? Virgin Atlantic was SNES. Oh, Virgin Atlantic, Virgin yeah, Atlantic yeah, yeah. was SNES up through like yeah, yeah, 2004 yeah. or something. Yeah. That's different. You play Mario World. Yeah, Virgin America. <laughs> we got these brand new planes. And <laughs> Whatever. Just to, That's way cooler than to the up our hipster cred, We just put the Super there. Nintendos <laughs> from the. Uh, Dude, that would fit so much better with their aesthetic and fun. Yeah. It would be amazing if they if you could just pop an NES controller out yeah. and play Mario Three. Yeah. Or Battletoads <laughs> versus Double Dragon. Regular Battletoads. The fuck did you play? Uh, was it a Java game embedded in a website? <laughs> did you explore a VRML world? No VRML. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does this ring any bells? <laughs> <laughs> Was it Battletoads? Double Dragon. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> was it Renegade for the NES? Were you, were you, did it involve a Game Genie? No. Or other cheap Was it codes? a web game of any kind? No. No? Mm-mm. Was it... We've listed every system you could conceive. Was it a PS3? We didn't think of that one. It may have been a PS3. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> yeah, it may have been. I may have played something on PS3. Okay, so you may... Okay, is there a way... Is there a record? Was it on a network, or did you insert a disc into the system no, first? No, It was a disc game. <laughs> no, it was download. Oh. Oh my god, let's just start. I'll we, remember. I'll remember it! So much. I will remember halfway through. It'll be fine. And then we'll pave over it with our conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know... <laughs> oh, I remember. Let me finish talking about ODST for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Was it? <laughs> All right, well, I'm it just gonna look at an actual game. <laughs> it may have That's right. I was reading up. a magazine. <laughs> it, it, it may about have been. Jeff Goldblum. I may have been reading a magazine. <laughs> He's in a new film. Je- Goldblum fancy <laughs> from the International Society of the Goldblum Fancy or whatever. Right? Yeah, the Goldblum Fanciers. <laughs> Fanciers. Yeah. <laughs> Goldblum aficionado. Yep. Yeah. Know your gold bloom. <laughs> <laughs> this one's yeah. Jeff. <laughs> oh, that it's, one's it's, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a classic eighties gold bloom oh, okay. versus like ah, right, yes. yeah, where he's like some kind of rapist in a leather jacket or whatever. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you haven't seen those clips since I don't know. He was in some fucking movie. Remember that time when Jeff Goldblum <laughs> raped that person? I don't know. Was, that that would not make oh, the pages no, of Goldblum. Like first yeah. film role where the he YTMND beats up an old stuff. lady and yeah. like right, yes. kicks her and yells know. at her and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He probably doesn't rape her. That's the one where you go up and ask him for his, you know, autograph. Oh, I loved you in, uh, <laughs> right. you were that yeah. rapist. Yeah. Oh, wait, it was like a Death Wish movie or something. It was like one of the Charles Bronson movies, maybe? I, I don't know. I love you in, when you were that rapist. <laughs> I don't know if I ever played a rapist. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It was totally, totally, um, uh, uh, oh, no, I was thinking of Jurassic Park. Oh. <laughs> Dr. Ian Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I just always think of him as a rapist. You know? uh, that's you, just, that's I was in the subtext. I thought that was, yeah, I was kind of read between the lines. Right. I thought yeah. you really brought out that aspect of your character's past. And then you raped the rape of the natural world. That's right. the rape of the natural world. Oh, ah, yes, yes, yes. I, I see you that now. Up on that. Hmm. Jeff Goldblum. This <laughs> is Idle Thumbs 44. Five. I found a... Um, a boost. <laughs> <laughs> I found. Oh, I'm, now. I'm, I'm having them shipped in from England. You're having a boost shipped in? Yeah. Oh, man. What are you, you found a drink called Boost? No, even better. A chocolate bar. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they're called Boost. Oh, man. You found Boost. You actually, found ordered, you boost. actually ordered them from they're England? Boost, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's the best. I'm pretty glad that a boost is going to appear. Yeah. yeah. Our, our, we have to eat it live on the air. Our considerable UK audience. Don't say, uh, yeah, what I thought Actually, about boost the whole time. I'll be, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call them out for not having ever pointed that out to us before. Right. They should launch a, uh, like a, like a little M&M's competitor. <laughs> so play with boop, 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 boost dots. Boost dots. Oh, boost. man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the caffeinated one could be Ultra Boost. Ultra, yeah, right. There is an Ultra Boost as well. Wait, what? what? Yeah, there is. There no is. fucking way. It's, it's, How did you not mention that <laughs> immediately? I don't even believe you. <laughs> also, there's the Wizard Ultra Boost. <laughs> no, it's not a chocolate bar. It's, it's male sexual enhancement. <laughs> it's right. called Boost Ultra. I heard a bunch of those, too. <laughs> hey, we're going to try those. Just, yeah, just, just on that same show, we're checking out those. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, Ultra Boost. I guess that's what it boosts. Boost, boost yeah. Ultra. Eh? Well, I found the, the Boost chocolate bar, and then I thought, maybe there is an Ultra <laughs> Boost, so I Googled that. <laughs> that's how you You are all it. too yeah. right. <laughs> God. All right. Yeah. We took Boost Ultra before this podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm going to airplane my shit. God. Idle Thumbs is sponsored by Ultra Boost <laughs> and Boost Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> we should just we should just line up both of those guys as yeah. sponsors. The, the oh man, one of them supported by yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know why he's good with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh we're such retarded waste. Yes. <laughs> Space. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a good week. Yep. Alright, let's wrap it up. Baboo. <laughs>